Hi everybody, welcome to the podcast today. We're going to continue our study in Acts chapter 17 today. And we left off here yesterday. Uh, If you'll remember, we left off with Paul and uh, Silas as their custom was, going into the synagogues and ministering to the Jews there. And uh, that sort of was their jumping off place in every community. And then they got over to the fact that they were preaching Jesus is the Christ. We talked about that yesterday. And then if we just believe what they believed then we'll begin to live and preach and and, and act like they lived and preached and act because they believed Jesus was the Christ, the anointed one. And again, the anointing, you know, when we... When we do something, we think, oh, we were anointed, and we get a goosebump or whatever, and that's not the anointing at all. That's just us feeling good in the presence of God. The anointing is the presence of Jesus in every situation. He is the anointed one. He is the anointing, and he's the one that breaks every yoke. So at any rate, let's pick up and now uh, uh, chapter number uh, 4, or verse number 4 here, rather. It says, And some of them were persuaded... And a great multitude of the devout Greeks, and not a few of the leading women, joined Paul and Silas. And so here we see that there's a real move happening here in Thessalonica. Not just some of the Jews were persuaded, but a great multitude of the Greeks, and uh, several of the leading women. Now, I understand this about women, is they're going to influence their family. If you've ever noticed in the mail, maybe at your house, just like it is at mine, most of the magazines we get from department stores or are for women and uh, I think that somebody in a marketing agency somewhere knows that women are the ones that are going to motivate most of the spending Uh, at least uh, that's how it is seems to be at our house anyway as far as not that I don't spend money but but that women are really targeted uh, in some of these efforts so I think God already knew that if he could get the hearts of the leading women then guess what you're gonna have the hearts of the leading men because they're gonna be married to the leading women and then they're gonna be influenced from a grassroots level in the community to begin to do something for Jesus and so we see this move happening it says but the Jews who were not persuaded becoming envious took some of the evil men from the marketplace and gathering a mob set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of jason and sought to bring them out to the people but when they did not find them meaning paul and silas and their team they dragged jason and some brethren to the rulers of the city crying out quote those these rather who have turned the world upside down have come here too Jason has harbored them, and these are all acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king, Jesus. I want to remind you of something Caiaphas said right before they crucified Christ. He said one should die for many. And he was prophesying, the Bible says, without even knowing it. Well, these people are prophesying that, yes, these men have turned the world upside down. And basically, they've turned it right side up. And they've come here to do the same. And then they said they're saying that there's another king, Jesus. Well, they're prophesying. You betcha there's another king, Jesus. And he's coming to town to make a difference. And friend, listen to me. These people are envious. They're motivated because they don't believe. They're irritated. They just don't like what's happening in the lives of Paul and Silas and these other Jews that they knew that they went to church with. Now, Paul and Silas are coming in, messing up the status quo, messing up their nice little uh, setup that they had with their friends and with their families and so forth, uh, their their Saturday afternoon barbecues uh, that they would do after church. And of course, they didn't do that. Um, but I'm just making a point that when God starts using your life, 
and you start making changes and you start affecting people around you, there will be people who are envious. There will be people that come against you. We have it in our own city. Um, I was just talking to one of our leaders this morning and he's attempting to get on, uh, not really get on, but just to be available for the police officers in the city who may need to talk once in a while. And there's a, a person that's in leadership in our city, actually uh, is a pastor that has some influence and he's coming against that individual one of our pastors uh, because he's envious he's jealous you know and saying well you know you don't really qualify because you're not a denomination well let me tell you something god qualified us uh, and didn't have to be we didn't have to be a denomination and so i find it interesting that when god's using someone when god's doing something to affect change uh, in our church and i'm not trying to brag on anybody but god but our church is uh, arguably uh, one of the most if not the most diverse churches in our entire region and one of the most dynamic churches in our region one of the churches that's reaching into the community deeper than any church in our region and people who are envious are coming against that move of god it's not me they're coming against i don't get angry about it i get frustrated by it sometimes but you know what this is god's move this is god's church and so god will take care of those people unfortunately they begin to eat the fruit of those things in their own lives and usually they're the last to know uh, because they're they're shrouded in pride and, and all of these things. So at any rate, some some major movement happening here in the city. And it says they troubled the crowd and the rulers of the city when they heard these things. And so when they had taken security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. So they they charged him a fee essentially, and then they turned him loose and and. Uh, you know, let him go on his way. But let me just say this, friend. You need to understand something. It doesn't matter who is envious of you. It doesn't matter who wishes they were you. The, the bottom line is they're never going to be you because they're not willing to pay the price you pay. They're not willing to walk in love like you walk in love. They're not willing to trust God the way you do. And, and friend, they're always going to be there. If you look at Paul's life, those envious people are there all the time. Remember that he is messing with or he is contending with a messenger of Satan sent to buffet him, he says in, in 2 Corinthians 12. And understand this, Satan is envious of God. He is envious of Jesus. He is envious of you. So he stirs up envy in the hearts of mankind to come against what God is doing. But let me promise you something right here. God will move in your life and the devil and all these people, even Christian people that are envious, that are coming against the move of God without even knowing it. They think they're coming against you. They think there's something about you they don't like. Yes, there is something about you they don't like. It's called Jesus of Nazareth, the Christ. And so, let me just say this, they're never going to be able to stop what God is doing in your life. So you stand firm today and remember that you are the chosen of the uh, of our Savior. You are the chosen of God. You are his favorite, and your life is marked by grace and favor. The very first thing that Joseph said to his brother Benjamin, Joseph being a type of Christ, Benjamin being a type of the church, you and I, after years of being imprisoned and going from the pit to Potiphar's to prison, then to the palace, the first thing Joseph said to his brother was, God be gracious to you, my son. Friend, you and I are walking with the mark of God's grace and favor upon our lives in all that we do. He promised that everything that we touch shall, shall be blessed. And so today when you go into your world, you expect God to show up in mighty ways of grace and favor. 
and you'll experience what you expect. Friend, I'm telling you, God wants to use your life today to touch somebody. There's going to be somebody in your office, somebody in your neighborhood, somebody in your little league group that's going to be envious of you because they want what you've got. And you know, frankly, they can have what you've got. In fact, you're trying to give away what you've got, but they can't stop what you've got. And that's the problem. And friend, be excited today about what God wants to do in and through your life because it is powerful more than you know. Amen. Well, thank you for your time today. That's all the time we have today, but I'll pick it up right here tomorrow in chapter 17 on the podcast. God bless.